It's been three months. Three very long months. My soon-to-be wife and her mother left town without any warning, or so much as a goodbye. Now they are finally returning after being gone for three months. They've been to see a cousin who, in her old age, is miraculously having a child. It's a big deal. I understand, of course. Mary had to go, but now she's coming back. I'm very excited. Our our whole village is excited. None of us can wait to see her. Them. <laughs> the Bible does not record any words of Joseph. However, from the scriptures, we do know this: when God asked him to do something, Joseph did it immediately and with complete faith in God. It's said that the angel foretold the birth to Elizabeth's husband in a dream. An angel telling your future in a dream, especially something as impossible for them as having a baby, as specific as a boy, and as detailed as the name. I heard that her husband didn't believe the angel. I decided to wait in my workshop and be productive. How amazing would it be to have a son to share my craft? Give him a tiny chisel, show him how to use a piece of lava rock to smooth door frames, watch him drag rocks to me to shape for a cornerstone. As he grows stronger, the stones will get bigger and bigger. And when I get old and my eyesight goes, I will turn my business over to him. He will take care of Mary and me in our old age. I wait. And wait, and wait. What's the holdup? Some neighbors went by earlier, chattering, but that couldn't have been about Mary's return. She would have caused a joyous celebration. I wait until noon. I walk to Mary's house to ask her father what has happened. I'm a little frantic thinking about it. Two women traveling. The saddest man I have ever seen comes to the door. He's not surprised to see me. He just stands there. After an eternity, he motions me inside. Mary and her mother are sitting. Her mother is crying. Mary, smiling. I sit and wait to understand to make sense of it all. Mary's father tells me this preposterous story. Doesn't spare any details. Bottom line, Mary is three months pregnant. I can't say a word. I can hardly breathe. Then, of all things, Mary repeats the same story, almost word for word. But when she tells it, she's smiling. The most serene, contented smile you've ever seen. She's so beautiful, innocent, full of life. She finishes and looks at me with a look. She loves me. The future crashes into the present. Joseph, we have a son. His name is Jesus. She stands, 
clearly pregnant. Her child is not mine. Without a word, I stand and walk out the door. The whole village knows. Friends, neighbors watch me, pity me. They wait for me to gather them together in the twilight and admit that the child is mine. Or to ask for them to join me in stoning Mary. I review all of the laws of Moses. Was it fornication or adultery? I don't know. I don't care. I want to follow the laws in this matter as I have all of the things in my life. At the same time, I want to have mercy on Mary. No matter what has happened, I love her. I will agree with Mary's father to have an amicable, quiet divorce. The rabbi will be thrilled to have a conflict-free resolution. If I don't ask for her to be stoned to death, nobody else will either. I will move to another town and look for another wife. Finally, I nod off. Son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because she has become pregnant by the Holy Spirit. An angel appears to me in a dream. She will give birth to a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. I bolt out of bed. The words of the prophet Isaiah flooding my mind. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will name him God with us. I have no fear of obeying the Lord completely and immediately. It's just before dawn. I make my way through the quiet streets of Nazareth. I'll wait outside until they wake. A light is already flickering through the cracks in the window shades. Guess they didn't sleep much last night either. Mary's father appears at the door, haggard. It looks like he's aged 10 years overnight. He's been waiting for my knock. I ask to come in, I smile, he pokes his head out the door and looks both ways, probably looking for the angry mob he was certain would be accompanying me. I waltz right by him and into the house. It's a replay of last night. Her mother, sitting in disgrace. Mary, smiling. I tell them my dream. Within minutes, we agree to the next course of action. Her father and I change our marriage contract so as to be completed today. I follow the angel's instructions completely. By mid-morning, we are quietly married by the rabbi. By noon, Mary has moved into my house as my wife. Few of the self-righteous people in Nazareth are disappointed that Mary is not stoned. If Mary gets away with this, what would the other women think they can get away with? But since I don't charge Mary with adultery, nobody else will either. Words are said, glances exchanged, but the scandal goes away rather quietly, at least for a while. Gossip will increase with the size of Mary's belly. By the time of the delivery, the village will be vicious. I pray and plan and save money. If only Mary and I could somehow find a reason to leave Nazareth before our son is born. But we will not do it with an attitude of fear or with disbelief in God. That would not do him honor. 
Honestly, I wouldn't mind if Gabriel was to come talk to me again.